The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and New Beginnings Christian Church of Spokane. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Well, welcome to another In My Opinion. This is your host, Marty McClendon. Thanks for tuning in on 830 all across the ACN network. I appreciate you. I'm praying for you. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we're bringing some um, value to you, the value to our sponsors. Of course, as always, remind you, starting in February, you have the opportunity to sponsor this show. If you have a group or a church or a ministry or a business that wants to get their name out there, they're uh, to the most amazing listening audience out there, um, reach out to me at morningshowmarty at gmail.com or at ACN. Uh, as a reminder for everybody there, you can listen to past shows. Uh, I re-pod- I podcast them after the, fa- the fact um, through Anchor. You can listen to them on your iHeartRadio, on iTunes, on anywhere you get your podcasting source. They're played there. You can also go to Facebook at Morning Show Marty, and they are posted there as well afterwards. I'm going to make this fairly quick today. I got scriptures. We always start off by honoring God. Uh, and then we go into the news stories of the day. But I got a special guest today. I have the uh, candidate for Congress in the 8th Congressional District, Matt Larkin, coming up later in the show. Uh, a great interview, a great guy, talking about the issues, what he's going to do when he gets there, how you can help, and so forth. Stay tuned for that. But let's first let's start off. Today is the 22nd of January. So it's 1-22-2022. Interesting. I love numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I like when things kind of go together, like when you get all eights or all sevens or all twos. I'm a big two guy. So I'm, I'm expecting great things for 2022. Um, today being the 22nd of January of 2022, I'm excited about that as well. Maybe I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nerd that way or whatever. But our verses today, I got seven of them. I'll make them fairly quickly, but they all kind of line up to, as we start a new year, we're looking to the Lord We're looking for what our next steps are, how do we hit our goals, um, and so forth. How do we hit the mark? So Jeremiah 10.23 says, O Lord, I know that the path of life of a man is not in himself. It is not within the, the limited ability of man, even one at his best, to choose and direct his steps in life. We make plans all the time. This is one of those verses where it's God that guides us, so we want to seek him first. Which goes on to say, Proverbs 20, 24 says, A person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? Do you ever feel like you're just walking around hitting walls, you're in the dark? I hate being in the dark. I like the, you know, the peace of the dark, but when I don't know my way and I fumble around, I just hate it. That's why we always are supposed to seek God, have him direct our steps. And so third, Psalm 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. It's a promise God makes to us in the Psalms. I'm like, okay, good. Then Jeremiah 42, verse 3 says, Pray that the Lord your God will tell us where we should go and what we should do. That's my prayer. God, show me where I should go and what I should do. That should be your prayer as well. I'm not saying shouldn't you, but I'm encouraging you as well. And then James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given. So he says, if you ask him for wisdom, he'll give it to us. 
and he'll give it to us in abundance. So I need wisdom. I need direction as we enter into this year, into 2022. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which I love, one of my favorite verses, says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That's good. That's really, really good. So first step, acknowledge God in all the things we do. Don't trust in our own heart or our own understanding, but he will make our path straight. And then Proverbs 16.3, the last scripture for this morning, says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So if you're making plans for this year, don't make resolutions without seeking the Lord first. And when we seek the Lord, we should honor the Lord, acknowledge him, and let him order our steps and order our plans because we want to hit the mark for his glory. So that's, that's my preaching part for this morning for the show of In My Opinion. And, of course, you know I'm your host, Marty McClendon. As a reminder, I, I appreciate you. The news stories of today that just this week, I should say, big news all across the, uh, the board. First of all, Biden, President Biden, be respectful there, had his second press conference of his first year. Second, remember when Donald Trump was president? He had a news conference like every day. It felt like every day, at least during COVID. And before that, it was at least once a week. Now we have the, the second press conference in person uh, for the whole entire year. And it was hard to watch. It was two hours long, which is good for him. Uh, but blame this person, blame that person. If you didn't watch it, don't watch it. It's just not worth it. Uh, he didn't say much except the fact that he thinks things are going well, that he's done more than any other president in history in his first year, uh, more good. And he believes that we're less divided than we were a year ago. And I think all of those are delusional uh, and or less he's lying. I don't know. But two news stories came out this week that just I'm going to ask my guests later on in the show the same things. But uh, first... Uh, the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson, uh, during Parliament, he's the Prime Minister, came out and said that we're reversing everything. We're getting rid of the COVID vaccine mandates. We're getting rid of the mask mandates. We're getting rid of the lockdowns. People should be able to uh, make their own decisions about their health. It says The quote is, we will trust the judgment of the British people. How refreshing is that? And they don't have the, the protections in place that we do here in America. So, this is a sign that the chink is, is cracking and these, these lockdowns aren't working. Number two, Starbucks, uh, a very left-leaning coffee company starting here in, in the Seattle metropolitan area. It's gone worldwide, of course. They're huge. Um, that's very woke. They said that since the Supreme Court has put a stay on the OSHA vaccine mandate for employee companies with employees over 100 or more, um, they will reverse order and they won't force their employees to get vaccine or get uh, take the vaccine. So that's good news. It means that we're winning by pushing back and the tide is turning in our favor. And of course, the last news story before I get to our special guest today uh, and for the show is Olympia's in session. They used to say when the Olympia's in session to put a hand on your wallet. Now we have to be vigilant. There, there is so many things, a short session, typically in a short session, meaning the first, in a, in a biannual budget, there's 110 days, I believe, the first session, which was last year, where they do all the budget stuff, where they do the major, like, policy bills, which last year they passed all those anti-cop and um, bills that got a lot of attention, increased taxes, the payroll um, tax, the long-term health care stuff that got a lot of people up in arms. I get it. And they're now they're pushing that to the side a little bit. 
In the off year, this year, the short time, it's supposed to be 60 days. It's supposed to be tweaking the budget only and so forth, but they're already trying to pass a bunch of radical anti-gun, uh, anti-family uh, bills. Um, but I, I want to caution everybody listening. This is also the off-year election for those that are radical left in Olympia, um, those that are up for election this year, they will start doing things that are, they look, oh, they're getting right. No, it's an election year. Whatever they do this year doesn't count. Like in my district in the 26th, the senator, radical Planned Parenthood employee, first-time senator, passed all kinds of crazy bills or worked on crazy bills anyway, uh, went out and said I'm, uh, she's running a bill to limit the governor's emergency power. Where was this last year? Where was this two years ago? Um, this is only a political stunt to say that they were doing something because it's an election year. So be aware that, that what they do this year is all about political grandstanding and not about what they actually uh, care about. Last year was an example of what they really care about. So on that note, I'm going to set up um, my very special guest, Matt Larkin, uh, running for Congress in the 8th. A friend of mine, I got to know him really well. Here we go. All right, I got a very special guest today, a friend of mine. And in fact, a friend, we meet when you run for office, you meet all kinds of people across this uh, wonderful state of ours. I say wonderful because it really is. The people are great. The uh, terrain, the uh, just the natural resources here are gorgeous. It just happens to be the current political environment sucks, and we all know that. So on our show, and of course, this is in my opinion, but I'm going to bring on a close friend of mine that I met during the last campaign in 2020 when I was running for lieutenant governor. Um, Matt Larkin was running for attorney general. I know that uh, if not all of you, you all should have voted for Matt Larkin for attorney general instead of having what we have now, um, Bob Ferguson. But Matt has jumped, put his hat back in the ring again. Uh, he is running his second race for the 8th Congressional District for Congress. And I ran for Congress before myself. And I wanted to have Matt on, ask him a few questions, introduce him to all of you. But Matt's a, uh, a man of God, a man of faith, a father, a husband, um, just a really good guy. I know we've had him on Doug and Marty versus the world, but we haven't had him on this show yet. So Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Marty. Happy to be here. I appreciate it. And of course, I had a really good time getting to know you in 2020, all across the state. I listened to your speech. Uh, I love looking at your heart. Uh, you talked about your children. Of course, your children are a couple years older now. Mm -hmm. um, but you're a family man. You're a business owner. You've uh, got an attorney as well. So tell our audience in a short sound bites, if you will, um, who you are. <laughs> Yeah, well, you you covered a lot of it right there, but that's how I identify myself. I'm a family man. My wife and I are raising our four little kids, uh, a couple years older, but still young. My oldest is 11, uh, then nine, then six, then three. So we're still right in the thick of, of raising little ones, um, which is which is why this is such a, a mission for me, Marty. Um, I, I lived in Washington my whole life. Uh, my family's lived here their whole lives, and in fact, our roots go deep here. We we've been in Washington since 18, uh, since 1853, I think, when my uh, ancestors uh, homesteaded off the Oregon Trail here. So I care about this place. Uh, we've got a business, a manufacturing company here in Washington, right here in the 8th Congressional District. Uh, we manufacture waterworks pipeline products. It's called Romac Industries. Uh, we make uh, underground water pipeline stuff, and we make our products here in Washington, and we're proud of that. to keep those, uh, those jobs here. All those, we employ about 600 people. 
Um, you know, you're right. I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I'm a former speechwriter for President George W. Bush. I'm a former criminal prosecutor. Uh, but the thing I'm probably best known for is uh, looking Bob Ferguson dead in the eye and challenging him uh, to his seat for attorney general last year. And that's when I got to know you, um, which was a, an honor uh, to, to campaign with you around the state. Um, and we, we had a good fight. And frankly, Marty, had I, had I won my race against Bob Ferguson, we wouldn't be having any of the problems in this state right now that we're dealing with. Um, and we can get into that later, but that's kind of me in a nutshell. And that's, that's what I'm all about. Okay. Family, uh, faith. My wife and I are very committed to our, our Christian faith. We go to Timberlake, a non-denominational church in Redmond. Uh, and, and it's a big part of, of who I am. Okay. I know this is a big thing. I, I know that when I ran for office, I, I stepped out. I believe God's calling me to it. Uh, my, it's a big sacrifice for our families. You find time to do it. And, and of course, it's some of the best thing you'd ever do. I encourage our listeners all the time, run for office or step out in faith and do something. Uh, why Congress this time? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I feel like I, I always want to go and gravitate towards where I feel like I can make the biggest difference. Uh, the last cycle was uh, for attorney general. I saw a lot of problems here in Washington state that I wanted to fix, mm -hmm. uh, especially things that I could fix from the attorney general's level, homelessness, drug abuse, crime, uh, all of these, this craziness we're seeing in Washington state right now. Uh, but now it's, it's gotten worse. It's expanded past Washington state into uh, the other Washington. It's coast to coast. We've got President Biden who is just out of control. Uh, we don't control the House. We don't control the Senate. Uh, and these are things that we have to, to get back to have some semblance of sanity. Uh, so running for Congress was an obvious next step for me. Uh, we're only five seats from taking back the House from Nancy Pelosi. Party five. Wow. Um, that's crazy. That's the tightest margin since World War II. Uh, so it, it was a no-brainer for me and, and Shelly, my wife, when we, we kicked this around. and said, what, how do we want to serve? Where are we feeling led? We felt led. Uh, to Congress because we have to make an impact. Uh, we have to take back the House. And once we have control of the House, uh, as you know, we can put a check on a lot of the overreach we're seeing from Biden right now. Right. Uh, and frankly, from uh, Schumer in the Senate. Um, so, so this, I went from trying to make a difference for just Washington state to trying to make a difference for the other 49 states as well. And of course, um, uh, before we go too far, I want to talk about the issues, what you're going to work on as well when you win. And of course, we understand this nation is dealing with a lot of different issues, inflation and, and the uh, southern mm -hmm. border and the, the drug crimes and sex trafficking and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, there's we could talk for hours on the issues. But first of all, mm -hmm. uh, the 8th Congressional, where is where does that cover? Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know it, and it doesn't help that it just changed about a month ago. Uh, they just redrew the boundaries, and it expanded. It was already huge, but uh, it, it's one of the only districts that covers both sides of the mountain. Uh, so it, it covers Chelan County, Kittitas County, um, Wenatchee is in it, Cleallum, uh, Ellensburg. So that's the eastern side of it. Then you come up over the, the mountains, and it's the eastern side of King County, Pierce Counties. And now, just recently, they added Snohomish County to it. Uh, so Woodenville's in it, Redmond's in it, um, Duval is in it, Issaquah, Sammamish, and then down into part of Puyallup and uh, Bonnie Lake and Covington and um, part of Kent. And it, it, it's a big, big district. Um, and it's a diverse district, which is interesting. You have the farmers and ranchers on one side, and then you have uh, King County uh, tech tech guys on the other side. So it, it, it's 
quite an interesting district to represent, but we're excited. That sounds uh, huge. And, and like you said, what you have on, we mentioned the areas in eastern Washington there, you have agriculture, you have the orchards, yeah. you have the, the ranchers, you have, the, like you said, the tech, typically different interest groups. So on that note, talk about the 8th Congressional District, what your top three issues are, issues or things you want to work on, and the first thing you'll work on once you get there. Sure. Well, you know what? I think the one common thread between all of those groups on the surface, it's like, what does a farmer in Eastern Washington have in, in common with a, a Microsoft employee in Redmond? Uh, it's, it's number one, that they're seeing the same type of crime uh, and drug problems in their communities uh, as the rest of the state. Mm-hmm. These are things that they share. Uh, I've been, I was all over the state campaigning for attorney general last year. Uh, every single county, and I heard the same thing in every county. Uh, we are scared to death that Seattle values and Seattle politics and Seattle crime is going to leak out of Seattle. And guess what, Marty? It has. It's not just Seattle's problem anymore. It's not just a King County problem, frankly. Um, it's becoming a statewide problem. Uh, crime is up statewide right now. Homelessness is up statewide right now. Uh, the, the, one of the root causes of homelessness is drug abuse. That's mm-hmm. up statewide right now. So we need, people are excited that someone's finally rolling up their sleeves and saying, let's address this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's me. I, this is a, a hard calling for me. I love this state. Uh, I want to do something about these problems. And, and, and those are some of the things I'm going to work on. Uh, that was my message in my last race. And it's continuing to be my message now. Um, and frankly, we rolled out a slogan a few months ago that I kind of came up with as I went. Uh, but it stuck called Make Crime Illegal Again. Um, and guess what? Guess what it means? Make crime illegal again. Exactly right. Enforce the laws. Prosecute criminals. Give victims back their rights. These are things that we need to have in Washington State again. Um, Matt, so, just, so just, a, things, just a couple yeah. like weeks ago, I want to just say, you made a uh, comment about the uh, scattle values bleeding out or leaking out. And we just had like this this phenomenon called a king tide the other day where all the planets aligned and the tides were high. And we have flooding all around our coastal areas. That's kind of what it is. When the tide rises, all this these bad policies go statewide. It goes quickly as well. And we get flooded mm-hmm. with the same issues and the same um problems when it comes to drugs, trafficking, violence, crime is through the roof on every statistic, murders, um, property crime, and so forth through the roof across mm-hmm. the state. And that comes from these bad policies. So I'm going to yeah. shift that. You Going to a D.C., dealing with the fact that crime needs to be prosecuted as a congressman, uh, what, mm-hmm. what can you do to affect that? Oh, tons. And, and, and it's, 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 it's exciting, frankly, Marty, because we can – do something about the southern border. We can finally work on legislation that will secure that, yes. uh, which will dry up the flow of our community, uh, which will keep drugs out of the hands of our children, uh, which will stem the tide of this homeless endemic that we're seeing. Um, we can do something about uh, federal police. We can reinstate. Uh, unfortunately, our attorney general and our governor severed the ties between ICE and our local law enforcement here in Washington. Yeah. Over immigration dispute. That's not okay. No, it's not okay. And for our listeners sake too, uh, ICE does more than border security. ICE is the chief agency that deals with sex trafficking or human trafficking. Yep. And so you need to restore that so they can do their job. Go ahead. Yeah. We can restore that. Exactly. So that they can do their job and that they can protect our communities. 
uh, we can set in place uh, not punishments, but but incentives uh, for local law enforcement and local prosecutors to prosecute crime. We can tie federal dollars, uh, federal gra- uh, grant money to counties that aren't prosecuting um, or that are prosecuting. We can help with a lot of this stuff, not to mention just the, the other issues that are going on. Uh, and where, how much time do we have? But like in, in inflation and um, taxes and they were in the, the growing, ever growing federal government. My goodness, uh, the attacks on the First Amendment, mm-hmm. people of faith have never felt more persecuted, Marty, than they do right now. Uh, and I know I, I, we feel it. We feel this darkness here in Washington uh, and people in the 8th district and frankly, people all over the state are hungry for conservative values. And for someone who's not going to apologize for being conservative, that's another key. Amen. People are hungry for leadership right now. Mm-hmm. And we can be conservative. We can own those issues and people will instinctively support them because they want people to lead on these things. And that's what I'm willing to do. Okay. I got another tough question for you. It's, it has to do mm-hmm. with being in Congress and you just talked about it and how these top-down mandates in a sense, these COVID vaccine mandates, these lose-your-job mm-hmm. thing through OSHA. Obviously, the Supreme Court stayed the one uh, on employers over 100 employees, but we've got to put a stop to these uh, out-of-control, mm-hmm. overrun um, bureaucracies that are doing this stuff to us, and to the citizens, losing their rights, where they weaponize mm-hmm. the IRS or the Department of Health or OSHA or whatever. As a, as a congresswoman, I'm a congressperson, uh, I'm assuming you would run legislation to put a stop to that. Oh, absolutely. And, and as frankly, I, I lay awake at night thinking about how the state would be different if I had been elected attorney general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wouldn't have any of the mandates that we have right now because that's something I care deeply about. Day one, I would have started suing the governor and suing the state over these unconstitutional mandates. Uh, and guess what? When I get to Congress, I'm a fighter, Marty. I'm going to fight and fight and fight until we get our freedoms back. Uh, and I promise. And that's something I will always hold dear, uh, our personal freedoms. Amen. First Amendment, Second Amendment, all of our, our reason. We get, we get a right from, from God. And, of course, our government's instituted to protect those rights, not to yeah. give or grant them, which we know that we're on the same page there. Question, uh, yeah. news today um, came out, two things. First of all, uh, Boris Johnson, the prime minister for United Kingdom, uh, says, all right, we're going to stop the mass mandates. We're going to trust people to make decisions for their own health. We're going to reverse the mandates. I mean, Shocking. who would have thought that the UK would be more free than America at this point in time? Comments? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, who would have thought that, uh, that uh, they would lead the way in freedom? Um, that's wonderful news. I was so thrilled to see that. Now we just got to hope that uh, Biden follows suit and and Inslee follows suit. Um, The problem is they seem to be so wound up in in what they they think they're doing to help Mm -hmm. um, that they're, I'm not sure they'll ever unwind the damage that they're doing. Um, Yeah, I I agree. The second news story today tied into that though, is you have a far left leaning organization, coffee, Starbucks, Seattle based, the owners woke as as you can get. And there's a lot of things that I don't, we have banned or, or boycotted or whatever, but they came out because the Supreme court stayed the order about OSHA and forcing employers, hundred employees or more, uh, making their employees get vaccine mandates. They said, nope, because of that, we're reversing order and we're not mandating that our employees be vaccinated. 
Oh, what do you think about that? Is it a chink in the armor? Is that good news or what? We're thrilled. I mean, I'm shocked when I saw that headline. I about fell on the floor. Because um, you're right, they're an extremely openly left-leaning company. So that tells me that they were probably having a staffing shortage as a result. Uh, and we're making a very practical decision that affects their bottom line. But regardless, um, this is an issue. And as a business owner, I mentioned this earlier, we own a business. We provide living wages for over 600 people in Washington state. And this was going to be a big problem Mm -hmm. uh, for us. We were trying to navigate through this bureaucracy of OSHA and figure out what works and what doesn't. And it was just a logistical nightmare. Um, So we were thrilled by that Supreme court decision. I'm thrilled that Starbucks finally decided to do the right thing, regardless of their motives. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just hope that our leaders start catching on that people aren't buying it anymore. Uh, that it's time to get back to normal uh, and make decisions for ourselves. That's the key here, Marty. So Britain I said, look, yeah. you can make your own decisions. Shocking. Shocking, right? Uh, use, be an adult, uh, live or whatever with your decision. I know a lot of people are afraid out there. And I won't get too deep in this, but this is something that this, I just thought of this on the fly here. Um, something that I would be writing the letter to my congressman, if you're my congressman, Matt Larkin. Okay. And I, I'd be saying, Matt, a lot of healthcare workers are still in jeopardy. A lot of healthcare workers or um, public sector workers or any across the board have lost their job already because of this mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, when you're in Congress, will you give them the right to go sue their employer or go they basically have some kind of way to have restoration because this is wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I did a ride along with the state troopers. I've done two actually in the last couple months. Um, and, and one of them was, ironically, we didn't time it this way, but it was that 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 the exact day that Inslee had laid off 178 troopers. Wow. Um, so it was a dark, dark day to do a ride-along with those guys. And they were sick to their stomachs. They were demoralized. They were just devastated by this. Uh, this these decisions that are so arbitrarily thrown out as diktats by our king, Inslee, uh, affect real people and real Washington families. Uh, and, and we've got to restore them to where they were before because it's not fair what happens to them. Uh, and I will fully support restitution for them. I'll probably lead the charge. I'll probably be their biggest advocate. Um, and uh, we need to do something because these are real people who no longer have a job to feed their families. These are people that were serving in whatever regard. We, we interviewed a lineman the other day that worked on the high power lines, okay, was fired because yeah. of it, but yet we are out of power and they're the persons we call. Healthcare workers have oh, been yeah. fired, uh, you know, or now we're overstrapped in healthcare. It just, just makes no sense, as you know. So Even thank just you. last week, the snowplow driver. Exactly you know, right. Our yeah. state was cut in half. Yep. These people need help uh, uh, and they're not getting it. So, Matt, I'm going to wrap it up here just shortly. I thank you for joining me. But how can people across the ACN network help you, first of all? I know they can pray for you, but there's always a campaigns cost money. Um, where can they go to find out more about you, and how can they help? Marty, we've got a great website. It's larkin4congress.com. That's L-A-R-K-I-N, the number four, Congress. Uh, it's a great website. It talks more about me. It's got two pictures of my kids up there. But more, most importantly, you can donate on there. And frankly, that's, that's the fuel that keeps the fire burning and keeps us marching forward. Uh, signs cost money. Uh, ads cost money. Getting our message out costs money. We could have the best message in the world, but if no one hears it, it doesn't matter. 
Uh, so we need to raise money. That's our biggest push right now. Uh, so please, anyone out there, if you could get online and donate to Larkin4Congress.com, uh, we can keep this movement going. We can take back our state. We can have a conservative, a reliable conservative in Congress representing the 8th for the first time, frankly, uh, ever. We've had Republicans in the 8th mm-hmm. uh, Congressional Caucus, but we've never had a reliable conservative in the caucus representing well, the there you go. I'm excited to be that person. My personal friend, Matt Larkin, uh, candidate for Congress in, in the CD8. All of you listening out there, go to Larkin for Congress and uh, donate. Help him out and keep praying for him, him and his family as well. So, Matt, thanks for being my guest. Thanks for being my friend. Keep up the fight, brother, and we'll talk to you Thank soon. Thank you so man. much, Marty. God bless you. You too, Ben. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks again for tuning in to In My Opinion. I'm your host, Marty McClendon. I'll talk to you next week. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty.